Hey there, Wedding Pro. Are you using AI to its fullest potential in your business yet? Or have you been experimenting with ChatGPT with mixed results? I get it, and I figured out the hacks to get AI to help Wedding Pros elevate your brand, streamline your content creation, and more. And we're sharing it in our AI-powered Brand Voice Mastery for Wedding Pros guide, located in the Planner's Vault shop. This guide is filled with prompts, insights, and expert guidance on how to use AI quickly, powerfully, and accurately for your business needs. Whether you want to inject more personality into your copy or create more engaging social media content or communicate your unique value proposition more effectively, this guide is your key to unlocking the full potential of AI in your business journey. Grab your copy now at theplannersvault.com forward slash shop or click the link in the show notes. Okay, friends, let's start the show. You're listening to episode 36 of the Weddings for Real podcast. I'm your host, Megan Gillikin, and on this episode, you'll hear about a wedding where everything went wrong, but the couple still had an amazing time. But first, let's get to our review of the week. This pun-filled review comes from DJ Squid 5000 himself, who writes, The framework of this podcast is definitely geared towards the wedding industry, but the most captivating aspect of the show stems from the thoughtfulness of Megan's interviews and the craft of Jason's production. The podcast moves effortlessly and the stories are engaging. For real. Pretty sure that's Max Trujillo's alter ego, and you can listen to him back on episode 26. Thanks, Max. We love, love, love and appreciate those reviews so, so much because it helps others find this show. Also, follow along with us on social media. We're at Weddings For Real on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and you'll find me most often on Instagram. And I have to say, I love seeing those Insta stories each week after we post the show. So make sure you tag us if you post something and we'll share it. My dad picked me up to take me back down to where my bridesmaids were hanging out. And I get in the car and he's very quiet. And I was like, is something wrong? And he was like, uh, don't worry about it. I was like, no, just, just tell me. And he said, there's not enough alcohol. Oh, no. And I said, no, I, I am so sure that we got way too much alcohol. And my dad said, no, in this moment, what I'm about to tell you, there's just not enough alcohol for me to give you. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. All right, buckle up. This wedding story will have your jaw on the floor. Hey y'all, I'm Megan Gilligan, wedding planner at a Southern Soiree, business coach, wife, mom of three girls, and host of the Weddings for Real podcast. I've been in the wedding industry for over 10 years now, and I've seen some things. I've seen feuding parents, dead cats as groomsmen, cakes fall over, and I've even kicked a bridesmaid out of a wedding just as she was about to walk down the aisle. On this podcast, I talk to fellow wedding vendors and get to hear some of their stories about this one-of-a-kind industry. Today's guests are Nash Roberts and Beth Quinton. Nash is the lead singer of the Shakedown Band here in Raleigh, and about halfway through the episode, he gives some great advice for how a wedding planner can make a band's life so much easier, and also what he does when a guest asks to play a song that they don't exactly want to play. But we start today's episode with Beth and Nash. We met at a bar on Glenwood South. Nice. Um, Keep it classy. True love can be found. <laughs> he uh, approached me with a tall boy PBR, 
and we've actually been together ever since. Yeah. That's awesome. How long were you guys dating before you got engaged? Five years? Yeah, it was it was around yeah, four or five years. I thought it was I looked at it kinda like a college education, you know, like four <laughs> years is a good amount of time to make sure that you're ready to graduate to the next level. Go to grad school and uh, and then and you know I love it. Okay, it's time to time to move up. <laughs> So, their wedding story. They got married during Hurricane Matthew in October 2016. And for those of you not in North Carolina, or if you are and don't remember, it was a big one. I'll put it in the show notes, but there was this football game here, NC State versus Notre Dame, where the players are sliding all over the place, and it's pretty crazy to watch. Nash and Beth were married during this, a little further west, so they didn't get as much rain, but it was enough to cause some problems, which you're going to hear about. But honestly, what's great about their story is that they stay focused on the big picture, that they were there with friends and family, and they ended up married to each other after it all was said and done. So we'll get to their wedding, but first, let's hear about their engagement, which also didn't exactly go as planned. I'm from a little town in the mountains of Western North Carolina called Brevard, and I knew I wanted to propose on the Blue Ridge Parkway because it's beautiful in the fall, and... Uh, you know, I have a lot of memories growing up there, and there was this one place where Beth and I had hiked before that I knew this would be so cool, it'd be like picturesque. And so I tricked Beth into driving back to Brevard with me one weekend, saying that it was my my mom's surprise birthday party. And of course, it's just dumping rain the entire time we're we're driving there. It's so bad. It was really bad. And then at the same time, I've got twenty people from around, you know. Virginia, Virginia, Raleigh, Raleigh, like friends and family coming in. Yeah, her parents coming in from the coast, coast, trying to make it to Brevard at the same time with her not knowing any of the wiser. And I talked to my parents all the time. Oh my gosh. So I called them and I was like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) They have this really elaborate story about going to like this Amish farm to get this cheese so that I wouldn't question why they weren't home later in the afternoon. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, I'm worried about, like, driving past my friends on I-40 and then be like, oh, how is it that the Millers are on the same way? Anyways. Oh, gosh. And so, um, and of course, my, my vision is like, I'm going to, we're going to be on top of this mountain and it's going to, you're going to see four states in all directions, 360 degree view, which you would have seen if it wasn't, like, torrentially raining was that but it was torrentially raining oh man so i just kind of pulled the ripcord and we pulled over on the side of the blue ridge parkway and like we got out in what was essentially a cloud bank and i was like okay um i'm just gonna have this is what it is i'm gonna i'm gonna propose right now <laughs> oh my god and she starts freaking out like oh my god oh my god and then of course in the whole situation i forget to like get down on one knee and she's like no you have to get down oh on yeah knee. that's part of it and i'm yeah. like I forgot well it was like torrential it. downpour i was like i don't care <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, was, it was like shocking. I thought yeah. I was pulling over to go to the bathroom. Oh my gosh. It wasn't like a total nice, turn. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. So so I, I get out of the car and we repropose. Yeah. I repropose and then she re says yes. And then, I mean, that is, is, and of course, that's like a huge like jolt of energy. And she's just, just going, like, we're in the car. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. And she's like changing for this party that we're going to in Brevard, like while we're driving down this crazy windy road. And the whole time the I was time, like, oh, we just got engaged. It's so crazy. And now we have to go to your mom's surprise birthday party. <laughs> like just, uh, it was a little, being a little dumb then. <laughs> get out of the car. And actually for me, that was like the, the, the most touching moment was to see how happy she was when she saw that like yeah they have like a screen and porch on in the back of their house and we like pulled around the house and i was like i think 
that looks like my parents' car. And then I'm like in Nash's car in the passenger seat. And I see like three through the screen room, like my brother, his Aww. wife, my best friends, my parents. That I mean, is so cool. And I was just, oh. Like overcome with emotion. Just bawling. Oh. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, our wedding, hands down, the best weekend. But this weekend is, like, really Right up there. It's, like, so up there that it was awesome. And then we kicked it into overdrive, and that party ended pretty late in the night. Of course, it was raining the entire time, but it's, like, you know. Yeah, it's good luck, right? (laughs) That's what they say. Um, That's really cool. So you get engaged, and then now you're planning a wedding. Where was your wedding? We we talked a, a lot about different locations. We thought about doing it in the Triangle, um, maybe in, in Richmond, but we we settled on Brevard just because we, we what we wanted to do ideally was do like have a wedding at a camp and have everything at this camp from you know, everyone could people that didn't want to spend a bunch of money in hotels could stay at the camp. We looked at several options and it kind of worked out perfectly that the best man of my wedding, his family uh, owns two summer camps and they're available. And it's not a thing that they do there. And for understandable reasons, it's not like a place that's retrofitted. It's not like a wedding venue, which is a very different thing. Um, the logistics of it are really right. challenged. You know, yeah. Crazy. Um, but Beth was all into it once we did the, the tour. And so we picked uh, Camp Cataleo, which is just outside of Brevard and it, you know, we could not have asked for a better location, but it was uh, it was not without its its challenges. <laughs> so, let's hear about those. I know that for planning, you had Kaylee that was with the Southern Ray for years. She's That's still right. we Thank still God. love Kaylee. Um, we, we couldn't have done it without. So her. Kaylee was your planner. You got married the weekend of a hurricane, right? That's true, Hurricane, hurricane Matthew. Matthew. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell us some stories. Tell us some of the things that. That went down. I think we should start from the beginning. <laughs> um, I guess that starts with me. That does start with you. <laughs> Let's hear it, Beth. So we had a really big bridal party. I had eleven bridesmaids. He had eleven groomsmen. And would what, you do that again? Absolutely. I okay. mean, it was awesome. Um, however, that's just like a lot of people around you the morning that you're going to get married, and so I was just super excited to take a shower because it was like. <laughs> My time to be like, here I am by myself. Reflect. And this people is... are just so nice to you on your wedding day. But I was in the shower and honestly, I was shaving an armpit. Like, I'll <laughs> never forget. And uh, either my maid of honor or his sister. I thought it was Gilly. Yeah. People were like running into the bathroom. Like, Beth, you need to get out of the shower right now. The house is flooding. And I was like. This can't be happening. So I get out of the shower. I come downstairs and legitimately his parents live in this beautiful house, which is where we got ready. Like this stone, just beautiful house. It's built and in the twenties. It's been there forever. It's there's just, I've lived there for, you know, I grew up in, there in the house in 1996. So plenty of time. Right. In this for place. something to go wrong. For something to go wrong. Of course it waits till the wedding day. It, it picked a great day. Was it raining? No. So we got really lucky with Hurricane Matthew in in a lot of regards, but no, it wasn't raining. It rained terribly the night before, but in his living room, there was just like water coming out of the ceiling. Which is, that's not normal for water to come out of the ceiling. No, like, not normally. Where we were supposed to get ready, it looked like it was like sprinkling in the doorway because water was just falling. <sighs> it's like 11 of me and my friends, my mom, <laughs> his mom, we're all just like... 
what's happening. What the heck? And it ended up being the washer, something with the washer. It doesn't really matter, but... Uh, we had to turn the water off, and then there was all this talk about whether we should move to get ready somewhere oh else. Gosh. They turned the electricity off. So you're, like, uprooting all these women that are getting Yeah, hair, makeup, dresses. Uh, not happening. It was so bad that um, there's, like, this company that is... Surf Pro? Surf Pro, yeah, where they come immediately and just start, like, sucking the water out of your house. So... There's, like, all these workers all over the house. <laughs> I mean, it was a silver lining was we got ready on the front porch or on the side porch instead. And the mm-hmm. light was beautiful and the weather was lovely. Like, Wow. So it ended up being okay. But it was terribly dramatic. That sounds terrible. I mean, it's stressful enough right. with everyone there and, like, the, the pressure of, like, we have to be ready by a certain time and exactly. everything. And then there's flooding and yikes. Yeah. Not ideal. No. No. So what happened after that? So then um, we we all got ready, and I had my – Nash's sister, Gilly, did the flowers. They were beautiful, so she was busy doing that. My friend did our makeup. My friend did my hair. So finally, like, we're all – it seems peaceful. We're all done getting ready, and I was going to do, like, a little first look with my dad. And our photographer, Graham – Terhune. Oh, yeah. I just worked with him this past weekend. One only. He's yeah. So great. He is great. He got there, which it was immediately calming because he's just such a he, good He is super chill. Yes. He's just very zen. Yeah. And, and he's a fun zen. Uh-huh. So I do this little first look with my dad, and it's very sweet. And then I turn around, and Graham was like, okay, so I think I can tell you now. It's not a big deal. Don't worry. But your DJ got in a car accident coming from Raleigh here because of the weather. He's okay, but he's not going to be able to make it. So Nash is downloading all of your wedding songs onto his computer because where we got married had no cell phone service so it wasn't like we could just play off of wi-fi i mean luckily nash had like been very specific about what he wanted playing during cocktail hour and everything so we had no dj so as a a singer in a wedding band you know the question i got like the entire or even like before beth and i got engaged we were like who's gonna play at your wedding what band are you gonna get to play (laughs) your wedding and my answer the entire time was i'm getting a dj um, and the reason why I'm getting a DJ is because there's going to be 30 musicians at my wedding. And if I get a band, there's going to be 30 dudes and chicks sitting there on the sidelines going, got this guy at this, this doing that. <laughs> oh, this, guy, this band's garbage. This band's That's bunch, so bunch, funny. Bunch I wouldn't have jokers. thought that, but yeah. And then what would happen after that? I could see this all play out. People are going to be like, all right, shake down reunion on Nash's wedding. Get up there and play some songs. And all of a sudden, you're working on your wedding day. Oh. I'm nipping that in the bud. And so we said, no, we're getting a DJ. That was smart. DJ's driving up and he gets in a wreck on I-40. And so I get this phone call and he's like frantic, freaking out. He's like, I've wrecked my car. And I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm trying to get a tow truck or an Uber. And this guy wrecks his car in between. It's a part. It's like no man's land on I-40. It's like yeah. After Hickory, before Morganton, in the middle of nowhere. And I was just like, and he tries to get another DJ, and it's, it's like, dude, don't worry about it. We're rolling with the punches. And so, luckily, I had been very particular because I was like, if I can't play the music, I know what songs I want to be played. You can mix accordingly, and you can add on top of this, play these songs. That I makes had, sense. Hand him a, a spreadsheet of cocktail hour, you know, dance party, 
the whole nine yards. So I had it all. I had to download it all because as Beth said, we're going to a place that has no Wi-Fi. As soon as we step on on the, the camp, we're in like 1978. <laughs> it's actually a beautiful thing. That was kind of intentional. I can see that. I just met you guys, but I can see that that would totally be your vibe. Oh, yeah. yeah. We don't want people – I don't want people on their phones. I don't want people mm-hmm. like having a ball like, and yeah. you know, connecting with people because this is such a special like occasion where – all these people that you'll never see yeah, again in the same never context. Be Seriously, that is something I've talked about on this podcast before. It's, it's like important. I don't think couples realize that in the moment because people are there and it's a day, it's a wedding day. Yeah. But you will never, ever have all those people there together right. to celebrate. To celebrate. No, I know. I just mm-hmm. got while you're alive. It, well, it, could yeah. be, it blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. It, I get goosebumps when I think about it too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the one thing that you can force people's hands like, yeah, you're going to get a plane ticket. So DJ's not coming. We uh, we download all the songs frantically, uh, and of course I'm doing this while I'm around eleven of my best friends that are just. Of course, it's like a, a, a brawl, free for all, drunken bash at this point. And I'm like, guys, I'm trying to get the songs in the right order, <laughs> and put it on my computer, and then test them to make sure. And so we go out there, and like we do, we do our first look, which I, I think that's we're really you know that takes so much of the pressure off of like yeah. seeing mm-hmm. your. Yes. To be beloved in the you know in the middle of the ceremony for the first time that's a lot of pressure and some people that's what they want good on them but I think Beth and I opted to like I am like a more anxious person in general and yeah. definitely don't like being sent of retention I can so see that yeah I, it was never ever going to be okay for me to just be like eh, now you see me walking down the aisle I need like, like, like just like moment of like. We're good. I think it helps calm your nerves it totally too. Does. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm yeah. a big I'm yeah. a big fan of the first look, especially for people that are nervous about the whole yeah. everyone spotlight of the day. That's not your personality. Well, yeah. First look is We're the way up there to go. With like a basketball or a football team, basically. Yeah. People, so like, you just wanted to keep it easy. It was like in this really cool field, and Graham was being Graham, funny and dry. Like, yeah, a videographer who's also like super cool and a friend of ours. And we see each other, and it was like, this is so cool. You look beautiful. You look awesome. And then immediately we were like, can you believe your mom's house and the, or your parents' house and the DJ? <laughs> and it was just like this, holy crap, this <laughs> moment. We, we got a food – so we're out of this camp, right? So we got a food truck, which is an incredible food truck. And I'd recommend – anyone that's getting married in Western North Carolina, go check out Farm Defender. Farm like, Defender. Cool oh, name. Great man. restaurant, but they do a food truck so they can take it to wherever you want to go. They wow. did our rehearsal dinner Jeremiah, out of the food truck, the man. which was really cool because people could just go up and get their food. And then they did our wedding out of the food truck, but they served it. So cool. it was, you know, they like took a care of all of it. fancier yeah. kind of dinner. <laughs> and – they did our brunch. They sure did. Wow, you guys love Farm Defender. Oh, we cool. keep it simple. Yeah. We can do it all. That's true. Mobile. That's what it's about. Yeah, very cool. But their truck got stuck in like a pothole on this like <laughs> tiny like mountain road that's trying, you know, that people used to get into the camps. There's all this stuff going on. Take these wonderful pictures. Videography's great. It was great. And then my, um, my dad picked me up to take me back down to where my bridesmaids were hanging out. And I get in the car and he's very quiet and I was like, is something wrong? And he was like, uh, don't worry about it. I was like, no, just, just tell me. And he said, there's not enough alcohol. Oh, no. And I said, no, I, I am so sure that we got way too much alcohol because Nash has friends that work for Wicked Weed and we just. You knew your crowd. We knew we, we knew, had. We knew we had a good crowd. We knew we so had a lot of. Happening. And my dad said, no, in this moment, what I'm about to tell you, there's just not enough alcohol for me to give you. Oh. 
I was like, oh, okay. And he said, I don't remember exactly what he said, because it was like, what? But something like a tree fell. So while the rain didn't come to Western North Carolina on our wedding day, it was incredible. What we did get from Matthew was a lot of wind. Uh-huh. So a tree fell and basically knocked out power everywhere. So a, tr- <laughs> a tree fell up in the woods somewhere in Transylvania County and knocked out the power grid on our wedding afternoon. Oh, so my like, gosh. Billy and and Kaylee are like scrambling, like trying to find a generator at like Lowe's or wherever. That's not happening. But credit to Dustin Miller of the Shakedown. So Dustin travels. So he's a videographer uh, amongst one of the many things that he does. So he has to charge batteries all the time. So he carries a large boat battery in his van. And as soon as we find out that the, the power is done, and you have to keep in mind, like we have to amplify the efficient and our vows. Yeah. And also um, my brother, Clint Roberts, who's playing the uh, the ceremony, he's got to play and sing and be heard in front of like, you know, about 180 people. Oh, so this was like a significant wedding. I was getting ready to ask you how many people Sorry, for the no, wedding. It wasn't a, uh, we, we could have done it easier. Uh, uh, there's a lot of things that we could have done to make it yeah. easier. It's all kind of like self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so Dustin ends up running the whole ceremony off of a boat battery. What? Yeah. That's nuts. As soon as I told him the power's out, he goes, I knew it. I got you covered, bro. And then he runs into his It's like his shining moment. Because he just goes goes into MacGyver mode and pulls a giant battery out and then like starts hooking up wires. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'm I'm, I'm letting it go. You got it, buddy. Yeah. But then they did use a generator to power the reception. How did they get a generator? Someone the, found had one. The camp had one. Okay. But it wasn't a, a quiet one. Of course not. So, which was fine when the reception started, but I just remember my dad and I were standing about to walk down the aisle and Kaylee was like, we have to turn that thing off. So like, loud. It's so loud. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then the ceremony was beautiful. Totally fine. I don't think anyone knew anything had happened. Yeah. Wow. For all of the crazy stuff that came up, like, if you were there, you wouldn't necessarily know. Yeah. I remember Travis, uh, we were sitting there in line and for some reason they couldn't find the ring for a second. And Travis was like, this wedding's not happening. It's cursed. I knew it. But <laughs> yeah, so oh had, my God. we had lost the rings. And I don't want to make it, it sound really like with my maid of this honor isn't some like crazy, unorganized, like slop fest. Like, no. Kaylee did an incredible job we worked organizing very hard. the entire thing. The entire thing, like we worked very hard on organization. Yeah. I've done at that point, I'd done like over 110 weddings. Like I know where the where the pitfalls are. Well, yeah. also we brought in everything. This wasn't. They're not set up to do weddings. No, which is why Kaylee was. I mean, a lifesaver. Right. Yeah. Pretty sure she retired after your wedding. She, she <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the commentary I got, and I don't blame her for like it Like, the whatsoever. checklist of, like, things we had to bring in, you, you just don't realize yeah. until you go through it. Could you imagine not having a planner? Oh, no, we wouldn't have. It would not have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there I would some... have probably like crumbled midway and been like, nah, courthouse. I mean, I'm obviously biased because I do this for a living, but on the wedding day, the things that we deal with, like just the tiny things, tiny things, like that our clients, I would say 70% of the time they don't even know, like the just the little things that we fixed here and there and made happen by, you know, running out and grabbing, you know, whatever the yeah. item is. And I often find myself like on a Saturday 12 hours into the day thinking like, what do people do that don't have planners? Like I can't wrap my mind around it. Yeah. I mean, and it is like huge things. And then, but also just like very tiny yeah. things. Like, yeah. 
like I'll never forget it was like the wedding had just ended and we were about to take family photos and I was feeling so overwhelmed just like very happy but also like that did that just happen mm-hmm. did all these people watch that mm-hmm. and Kaylee just very sweetly comes up to me and like hands me a drink and mm-hmm. she's like here you go awesome. yeah the people you. reading, yeah, the people reading is yeah. huge. And Kaylee's really good at yeah. that. Yeah, awesome. she is. Yeah. So the lights, because of the generator issue, so we were running our sound literally off of a MacBook Pro. <laughs> so shout out to DJ Steve Jobs. So we, um, <laughs> we, I, I just made the playlist on my, and this isn't like, we would have loved to have had a DJ and DJs are an important part of a reception. They're incredible. But we actually, I, and I was freaked out because I knew, like, okay, well, the the, the transitions between songs is not going to be there. Is this going to? You'll have that like couple of seconds before the next song. Next song you know? Right, and like, who was going to do like announcements of sorts? Dustin, Dustin, ended up boat battery guy, oh, steps yeah. in, crushes it, which and was very fitting. It was he knocked it out of the park. But I would say the dance party. It did not suffer. Did not suffer because people were just ready to go crazy in this. It looks like a barn, but it's technically a gym on a beautifully like it's open air, open air cool. gym out in the boonies of Western North Carolina on a night where like you know the bars open and it's an incredible party. So wow! But there was something funny about how we were running the power, where maybe if the music was up. Then, you know, we had, like, twinkle lights going back and forth. Ah, yes. One of the strains of lights would go out. And then <laughs> you'd trip them. Yeah. And then <laughs> if they turn the music down, it would come back up. So it was, like, this constant, Bouncing like, during out. our first dances, like, with our moms and dads, just, like, ah, ah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. But. Wow. And it sounds like it was really you guys. I mean, I think things went wrong. Things didn't go according to plan. But it was even in the moments where things didn't go according to plan, like you were able to find the joy in that. Absolutely. And I think that's a big product of like who showed up. It's if, really all about the people. If it was, if it was a different audience, it wouldn't have been nearly as much fun, but because you're looking over at the people that you're closest to and you're like, there's no power in this camp out in the middle of nowhere. Is this not hilarious? Yeah. Like, but there's also nowhere you can go. Yeah. Here we are. There's yeah. no cell phone service. And then all of the guests, well, not all of them, but a lot of them got ready in cabins. Yeah. So a lot of the girls had to show up to the wedding with, you know, like wet hair. Yeah. You you can plan endlessly and then a hurricane can come. Mm -hmm. So. What do you do? Yeah. You just have to be flexible to some degree. Coming up, Nash lets us know what wedding planners can do to make the band's job on a wedding day a much better experience, and what's now in his contract that wasn't before. But first, let me tell you a bit about my wedding vendor consulting. Phew, can you believe it's November now? Which means as business owners, we're starting to look at how we did for the year. And maybe in 2019, you want to do more business, or start a business, or try to figure out how to streamline the proposal process or get tips on how to deal with difficult clients, or step up your online marketing game to get more leads. Well, one of my goals for 2019 is to work with more fellow business owners who are looking to grow. And if you're looking for help, send me an email to megan at weddingsforreal, and we'll set up a time to chat. So how long has the Shakedown been in existence? Shakedown's been around since 2009. Okay. And um, two of my closest buds... 
Dustin Miller of, of Boat Battery fame and Thomas <laughs> Gamble. We, we started the band actually in Chapel Hill and with some other friends. And we were doing frat parties and, and bars in Chapel Hill. And the bass player came to us and was like, dude, we got to, my friends are getting married in the Outer Banks. They want us to play their wedding. And all of us were like, oh my God, that's, that's too much pressure, man. Like, you know, we've just, you know, been like a sweaty bar band. Like we can't, we can't do this. You can't step it up. Yeah. And so of course we, uh, we agreed to do it. We, we drove out to the Outer Banks Brewing Station. Great spot. Oh, that is a cool spot. Yeah. Spot. We took like four cars to get out to the Outer Banks Brewing Station and we played this wedding and, you know, it was such a totally different environment from doing frat parties and bar stuff. But the whole show was recorded by the house engineer. And we're, I remember we we're sitting there like driving to the hotel afterwards. And, like they, they hand us like a CD of like what we just played. And we're like, wait a minute. We can actually play weddings. <laughs> this doesn't sound completely awful. And so that's kind of how it all got started. Nice. So, you know, so what year was that for your? 2009. So, we, 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 you know, we're not spring chickens anymore. We've, we've done, a, done a few weddings. Yeah. Well, so being a planner, I think this question is interesting. But what percentage of weddings do you work with wedding planners? An increasing amount. That's good. I do think that some some weddings, you know, cost is a big issue as to whether you take on a wedding planner or not. Mm-hmm. It's also we, cost is a big issue as to whether you take on a band. It's true. Right? Yeah. And as we've been around, we've been more established. You know, I would say like 85 to 90% of the weddings that we do, there's a planner involved and it's great. That's good. So we have a lot of wedding vendors that listen to this podcast. For planners, what can planners do to make a band's life easier? Well, obviously, having the timeline ironed out is is like the number one thing. Yeah. But so many little things like don't have the band start playing during dinner. I understand that you're this hiring is good a band. Feedback. Yeah. I know you're having a band play for like the client has hired the band for three hours, and what you're bumping up against is when does the venue shut down? Because the band's the last thing to start, and you want to make sure your client maximizes their value for what they've paid. But we think of things in terms of energy levels because that's really what we're hired to do is like we're trying to – we're putting the cherry on top. We're trying to make sure that the energy at the end of the night is at level 10 where it's like after cocktail hour, which is when we start, it's probably at level 7. But don't have the band play in the middle of dinner unless they're hired to do like a dinner jazz or like you know subdued set. People are hiring the shakedown because they want this crazy, rocking, sweaty, high energy, high energy party. And if you do that during dinner – where like, as we said, all these people that are haven't seen each other in some cases in years yeah. or are trying to form new relationships, like don't throw a big loud band in the middle of that. Yeah. So that's one thing that I see. Like, I, I know that the planner is trying to make sure that they're trying to get the band to do their thing for as much, you know, for the time that they've been hired. But I always say like, I think your client at the end of the day is going to appreciate it more if the band plays for a little bit less, but they play for the right time. That's a really good point. And that's something that you're right. From the planner standpoint, you know, the client is saying, well, if I've hired them for X number of hours, like I want to maximize the time that we have the band, but it's not about the quantity of time. It's the quality. It's the quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. I like that. Yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense to that's me. That's one thing to, that I see time and time again. And I try to tactfully like, guide it in that direction yeah what about making sure that you're fed in the right stage size Ooh. and little things like that the dreaded bandwich <laughs> the bandwich i love it you can google bandwich it's a picture of a 
two pieces of white bread and some American cheese no. and one cut of bologna. I don't think I would ever feed you a bandwich, but you I'm know, sure that happens. musicians are people too. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And I, I get it. Like, cost is a huge thing at the end of the day. And you're talking about feeding, in the case of the shakedown, seven to ten other people. Please, no bandwiches. Like, well, hot meal. Just, just a hot meal. That's we don't we even have to for. get specific. Just no, a hot just meal. Just a hot meal. Yeah, you should put that in your contract, actually. Shout out to Rocky Top Catering. Oh, don't you love so, I love so me started, some Rocky Top. You know, we've worked with Rocky Top for years, mm-hmm. and I, we did Rocky Top's New Year's Eve party, and they looked at our contract and they're like, you know, why don't you just put hot meal in the contract? And we're like, Hey, we should do that. So, hot meals in the contract from now on. Good for you. Good for you. Thanks, yeah. Kevin. We appreciate I it. Love, I love Kevin with Racket Tap. He's the best. Um, so, what do you think sets you guys apart from other bands? Well, it's interesting. I think that, one, there's ways to pr- to produce live music and not spend as much on personnel. But when I hear a band play and a keyboard player hits a pad that is a saxophone sound, when a saxophone player should be playing that, mm. I think there's something lost in that. I get it. Everyone's taking home more money. It's a good point. But where we've always tried to focus on is a somewhat larger ensemble to produce high-energy dance music. And so we're bringing a, a fair amount of people to the party. Everyone at this point is very professional. There are year, in the early years, it was a little little sketch, but we got <laughs> through it. Um, the band is always kind of changing in that I am the constant, like, I'm the one person that's got to, at this point, that may change, but, like, right now, up until now, like, I'm the only person that has to show up at all the shows and sing and, and lead the ship and herd the cats and make it all work. And that's great. I love it. Everybody else is free to come and go as they please, meaning they don't have to take the gig. Like, I need to know 30 days out. But that means that if you're playing with a touring band that's getting you know, international exposure, like, I want you to go take those gigs as long as you find a sub that can sit in. And so we look at the shakedown more of more like a collective where you just have to like bring a really good attitude, play your ass off, not be a liability because I've been around musicians that are a liability yeah. and like be focused on making the party as much fun as possible. But that doesn't mean you have to be there 30 to 50 dates out of the year. Yeah. Um, th- and I don't know if that's the same thing with other bands, but I think that that's why the people that show up in our band have as much fun as they do is because they come from a place of joy, from a place of wanting to be a part of like this one night, but it's not like the grind. They get caught up in the grind. Yeah, that's interesting. What's a song that is often requested that makes you want to cringe? Man, <laughs> most of the Bruno Mars stuff just gets requested. Over it, yeah. It's like, we're lucky in that the people that are hiring our band, um, they're not they well one they're looking at our playlist and like hey these guys don't play any top 40 stuff it's mostly all classic songs yeah and we're breathing new energy into old songs that's, that's cool kind of, that's kind of the goal that's our shtick and we like we looked up pretty quickly like around 2011 we're like wait a minute if we're always trying to stay on top of top 40 that means we're always having to learn new songs as opposed to like play the songs that are really great that have always been great whereas like the macarena is not that great of a song anymore yeah. I mean, it was really hot yeah. in 1998, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's a loser's game Like if you're trying to always play the top 40 stuff. Whereas, what? so what we've done uh, to an increasing degree is work with Joe Bunn's agency. And so people will now hire band plus DJ. Oh, meaning, I love, I love that. Great combo. Meaning, if you want to get the shakedown for their show, awesome. We'll come out, we'll do our thing. And if you want to get 30, 45 minutes of DJ set, well, our set break is spun by 
one of Joe's incredible DJs. So great. So it's the best of both worlds. That makes my life really and so great, too. Props to, to, to Joe for being open to that kind of arrangement. And uh, it's been, you know, it's early days. We've done, I think, three of them thus far. But people love it. And yeah. It's, it's great for me because I don't have to be MC for the whole night, which I'm happy doing. But I can, you know, take the break and just focus on playing, which is a lot of fun. That is cool. I uh, went to the mountains a couple weekends ago with like a group of couples mm-hmm. and there was a band like a bluegrass style band playing yeah. and they had played a lot of songs and I think one of my friends walked up there and asked for a wagon wheel and the band was like <laughs> oh no yeah <laughs> he was like you're gonna need to give me like at least a $20 bill yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel like that's one that I hear at just about I love that song but I feel like it's one that I hear just about every wedding the beautiful I, I always you know people come up to me and ask can we play fill Sacramento? in the blank uh-huh. well I think wagon wheel Thank you for reminding me. That's the one that, like, especially if you're playing in Raleigh, because Raleigh is mentioned. Yes. It's, like, one of the only songs where the, the word Raleigh gets <laughs> like, people Some street have to cred, yeah. And I have the luxury of being like, damn, we didn't learn that one. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? Let's play it during set break on the record. On the, on the, on the <laughs> that was smart. I like how you handle that. You have to be diplomatic about it. You it's true. Like, no. You don't yeah, those serious. guys were like, seriously, no. You don't want to be a snob <laughs> about it, because that's the tricky thing is, like, we're musicians, right? Yeah. And you're so deep into it that you've, you've played music your whole life. It's hard to approach music as a fan. Yeah. And people that are hearing your band play at a wedding, that's generally who you're dealing with. It's mm-hmm. not like they're coming to, you know, fill in the blank, like the Lincoln Theater in Raleigh or some, you know, music only venue and like wanting to hear the best of the best of like some cutting edge new song that's incredible and it's going to reinvent music and blow people's mind. Yeah. You know, these are fans. Yeah. And they like, they want to hear Wagon Wheel and they want to get excited and they want to say like, when I die in Raleigh. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to deny them of that experience, but all at the same time, you don't want to be like pandering. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's a tricky balance. Yeah. That makes sense. What's the best song to play to get people out on the dance floor? Mm, I mean, we, you know, one that just people, it's a sleeper that people forget that they love is Domino by Van Morrison. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, you hear that and like you build up on it and people really love that. It might be on like one of our, on the list of like songs that have been played too much. But like a, a song that I played starting in, in college and still play to this day where people go crazy. Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher by Jackie Wilson. It's like people yeah. go berserk on that song yeah i don't feel like i hear that a lot either yeah and it's such an easy song to play yeah and it's so much fun and then uh we've got some did fans you know that, what i was just doing yeah take on me yeah so that was impressive like, that you could do those motions and he's like yeah that one yeah, yeah. Inside, inside joke. <laughs> yeah. we've got some friends that really love that one so there's there's it but it depends on the crowd you know do you ever get drunk crazy tips to play certain songs does that happen Absolutely, and that's when like I pretend like I can't hear. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, and then I start playing the other song. Like, Wait, what? Yeah, like, I mean, it, you know, you get all kinds of people coming out of the woodwork at a wedding that think they like, you know, they've got an opinion. But at yeah. the end of the day, like the bride and groom hired you to do your thing. Do you ever have it where they want someone to get up and sing oh. with the band? Yeah, that's yeah. a tough one. We get that a lot. Man, I get that from clients often, where they're like, "We yeah. want my friend from college to get up and sing with the band," right. and I always hate emailing the band to ask that because I know yeah, I, you're not going to be thrilled with me that I'm like, hey, Nash. <laughs> yeah. So what I, would, what I would tell the clients that ask that, like, you have to keep in mind, I don't care. Like, you can you can take, like, if you look at my guitars, my guitars are corroded and sweat. Like, I'm, I'm a sweater. Like, all my all my personal equipment is, like, beat to hell. And that's, like, that's fine. That's how I am. But if I look around everyone else in my band, 
they're all professional musicians. We're like, that would be like asking, Hey, I know you're a lawyer. Do you mind if this random person comes in and starts like writing, like, you know, just handles it for you. And like, you don't know them and, and like might like, you know, or if you're a, let's say you're a software engineer. Like, do you mind if this person comes in that you don't know and starts writing code for just you? Just a little code for you. Just a little code here and there. Like, don't worry, trust them. And I've had situations where somebody put a drum, like a, a non-professional drummer put a drumstick through a drum. It's like things, and and like I've got to figure out. It sounds like a great idea on the on the on the on the front end because, like, hey, what if it all goes great? I get that, but you're you've had some singers before. I can't recall. I don't know. I, what I would say is that yeah, most I've of the seen time, that not go so well before. It doesn't go over so well. Yeah, and so let's let's save that for the the rehearsal dinner. Yeah, I like that. Or the after party. Or the, the after party. party. After we packed up. That's right. Yeah, I see that often. I, I would say like one out of every four to five weddings that I'm doing, clients are requesting like some specific person that they wanted to get to sing with the band. And it really depends. Like some people, I've played with people that are are true professionals. Yeah, and like that's verified on the front end, like months in advance, and you make preparations. But that's a, don't spring that on the on the wedding band. That would be like, hey, you mind if uh, this person comes and cooks for some people, like you know, and, and asking the catering company that. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm seeing more bands go, and personally, as a planner, I like this. But I'm curious what you think as a band mm-hmm. guy. Is I'm seeing more bands go towards a longer set and not taking a break. Like if they say, okay, we're gonna get up and go for two hours after dinner we're just gonna play like no break i like that because it sometimes when the band takes a break i it feel kills the energy it does yeah i'm totally down to do that yeah but i feel like when we do that it's because that's the way it ends up yeah not because it was planned that way yeah and so i like i'm i think that's a great thing like and but what's important is um letting people like letting the band know on the front and like hey don't drink all of your water right now because you're going to be up here for a while. Yeah. Because you might have to actually like take a leak and if the drummer has to take a leak, the show kind of takes a break. That's true. So I take, I think it's a great thing. Just plan for it. I like that too. And that I think is good communication that you want between like your planner or your mm-hmm. venue coordinator and the band is yeah. knowing like I like to reach out to the band and say, what is an ideal scenario for yeah. you when it comes to the night? Like, here's when dinner is happening. They want toast to happen. They're planning on cake cutting. Here's some special thing that they've thrown into the mix that we need to incorporate. But from here, you tell me, like, what does yeah. this look like? Because, yeah. um, again, I mean, I know flow-wise what looks good from a timing standpoint, but I don't play in a van. I don't think about things like bathroom breaks and whatnot. So yeah. I think it's just good communication that's important. Um, but I think we'll end on some – Fun lightning round questions. Okay. Just some fun things to get to know you guys a little bit more. And when I have a couple on, I like, if you guys are down with this, to ask some questions about each other. How do you feel about it? Good. Great. Great. Well, you're good. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Uh-huh. Um, so what is – I don't know if I've ever asked this one to a couple. Um, what's the emoji that Beth uses the most? <laughs> Hmm. Does she use emojis? She yeah. does, but not, she's not lot. She's not an extensive user. My husband but, doesn't but use them at all. One of my favorite ways that she's involved in emoji is where guys can't really 
uh, understand, but there's the dancer emoji. Yeah, the little salsa dancer one. No, the, oh. like the little twins that are doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and one time she dressed up, and her and her, her close friend like dressed up as the dancers for Halloween. I love it. Days. So that's what, when I think of Beth and emoji, that's what comes to mind. But nice. She's not a big emoji user. Does yeah. Nash use emojis? No, he is more of a gift sender. Oh, gifts yeah, are... I'm big on that. I love some gifts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Giffy's my jam. Yeah, I mean, I can get lost trying to find the yeah, right one. Once you find it, you find You know it. You know it. You've nailed it. Yeah. And you're really good at them. I'm not very good at those. I always just go for, like, the top one I suggested. <laughs> when you find the right gift, then you get back the smile and cry, uh, laughing yes. face and emoji. Yes, and I do the laugh. Win. So that, yes, Win. you know yeah. the box. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what is Nash's, what's a food that Nash could eat every day, all day? Uh, Asian noodle soup. Mm. Yeah. Is that right? You drop me in Japan or <laughs> Vietnam and I just eat like ramen and pho all day long. Nice. Like, well, this is it. I'm good. Yeah. What about Beth? Bethel, Mexican food. Yep. Mexican food. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yep, mm-hmm. Tex-Mex. Just mm-hmm. right down the middle. Like, what about like guacamole? Do you like guacamole? Fancy. I mean, she loves guacamole, but like... I'm more of a salsa girl, though. Yeah, okay. Chips and salsa, that's like... Spicy uh, or mild? Spicy. Okay. Yeah. Do you like the green stuff or the red stuff? Red. Or, okay. I, she, I like be, it all, though. Okay green. She's all right. Yeah. Have you guys tried out Bar Taco yet? Oh, yeah. We went once, but I really want to go back. It's delicious. Crazy wait list. It must be doing something right. Yeah, you got to go at like 5 o'clock yeah. on a Tuesday. Oh, I think that's when we went for a date night. we're going right after I went. There you it go. It was like an hour and 45 minute wait. I was like, that's not a real time to make people wait. No. 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 Actually, here's a pro tip. They have an app that you can put your name on the wait list before you get there. Stop it. That is a great pro tip. That's Total really good. Bar Taco pro tip. There you go. <laughs> Download the app, put your name on there, and they'll like text you. You don't have to be there. I love it. Isn't that great? What's Beth's favorite sandwich? Beth's favorite sandwich. Is she a sandwich girl? She's a huge sandwich girl, and she does. She makes really incredible sandwiches. Whereas I'm somebody who likes to cut corners and just like slap it on and eat it. Me um, too. Beth really. I think I paying attention to detail on the sandwich. She's a very, goes so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like in terms of like grilling, like you know, wow. Putting rest. the mayonnaise on like right when it comes out of the toaster. Yeah, so the mayonnaise the... melts down to the bread. Like so, the like your love language would be like if he could make you a really great sandwich. That would be so nice. Yes, there you oh, go, Nash. You know what? So if I was going to make a great sandwich for Beth that I think she would love, I would take uh, probably like, you know, homemade like kind of sourdough bread, whitish, you know, bread. And I would toast that bread. That's The bread's got to be toasted. Then I would put mayonnaise on top of that so the mayonnaise melts into the toast. Mm-hmm. And then I'd take white American cheese Put that on there. It's a, it's, it's like, you know. It's kind of like melting a little because the melting, bread is. Melting. Yeah. And then you take thin sliced pickles, put that on there. And then probably like some kind of, it would be like maybe ham or turkey. And you'd put that in the middle with a slice of tomato. Probably, are you not, you're not a slice of lettuce girl on your sandwiches. No. Okay, <laughs> a slice of lettuce. You put that on there and mash it all together and then you cut it in half. That's my new favorite sandwich. It wasn't Oh what my I was gosh, say, that sounds delicious. It does sound really good. Can, can you make me a sandwich? Let's go get a sandwich. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's do it. So <laughs> I don't know what she would have answered, but I know, like, I, like, I, can't, I can't pinpoint it, but I know, like, in general, yeah. how to, like, Wow, I feel like my sandwich game is really lame compared to yours. Oh, trust me. Sandwiches can be just so. So good. Yeah, I think I've been missing out. I'm like, uh, grab the two pieces of bread, squirt I some even, mayonnaise on there. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm like, that stuff, person. Stuff, stuff. <laughs> Come over and like it give me so a sandwich. It's definitely like the the extra two to five minutes that you spend on it takes yeah. it to another level. Yeah, we, uh, we uh, 
you and I, like, we just throw it together, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm sometimes yeah. eating the turkey before I put it on the sandwich. <laughs> right, like, right, it's right. just not a lot of attention to detail yeah. there. Yeah. What about Nash? Is, what would be a good sandwich for him? That sandwich. Huh? That sandwich. <laughs> no, I was going to say um, a banh mi. Oh, yeah. Big time. Like, I wouldn't make it, probably, because I'm not... I You're don't have all Vietnam. the... I'm not from Vietnam. <laughs> but... Like, with, like, a good French bread and, like, Ooh, the herbs and the pork, whatever they put, or tofu and that sauce. Mm. I think that's your sandwich. That would be my sandwich. That yeah. sounds good. You guys, I feel like you're set up for success with this marriage. You know each <laughs> other. You answered the questions well. I'm going to end it on that because I don't good feel like job. I can get any better than that. Thank you so much for coming on. You Thanks for having gave us. some yeah. great insight from the couple standpoint from the vendor standpoint and just some good wedding tips so it was fun you guys are cute thank you so much for coming on the show beth and nash i just love their attitude throughout the wedding everything went wrong and they could have been in horrible moods and put such a negative spin on their story but that's not them they're such a great couple so if you have any disaster stories that you want to share, send me an email or share it on Insta stories. If you tag us, we'll definitely share it. And of course, you know the deal. If you like this episode, take a screenshot and share it on Insta stories. We love to see that every day. Don't forget to leave us a review as well. And maybe your review can be the review of the week coming up in one of the next episodes. This show was edited and produced by my hubs, Jason Gillikin. If you're looking into starting a podcast for your business and you're wondering how to get started, shoot him an email to jason at weddingsforreal.com. Next time on Weddings For Real, I share my interview with a woman who has her own podcast and her own TMZ profile, and I'd love to hear your guesses on who that might be. Until then, I'm Megan Gillikin, and you've been listening to Weddings For Real. <laughs>